Welcome to the Lead Quietly podcast. I'm your host, Jen Boyle, communications professional, leader, and entrepreneur, and I'm passionate about helping quiet and introverted women become confident leaders without having to be loud. I discovered the power of quiet leadership after being promoted into a leadership position overnight and feeling that it wasn't meant for me because I was too quiet and not assertive enough. And this same self-doubt kept me from becoming the entrepreneur I knew I was meant to be for almost a decade. This podcast is to show quiet and introverted women just like you that you can absolutely be a great leader at work, in business, and in your life without changing who you are. If you are ready to stop sitting on the sidelines and unlock your leadership potential, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Lead Quietly podcast. Today I want to talk about quiet confidence. So there's a lot of talk and posts and information about confidence online and I really like the term quiet confidence and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what I mean by that through the episode and my point or my purpose today is to help you redefine confidence for yourself. And I'm going to use a few examples from the work environment and from the entrepreneur environment that hopefully helps you find another way to feel confident in your business, in your career, or in some area of your life. There's so much of what we think confidence means. It's similar to what we think leadership means. We think leadership might look a certain way or there's a gold standard for it. And the same with confidence, that confidence is showing up boldly, stepping into a room and feeling like all the eyes are on you and you are just like full of power and you can handle it or something like that. I know that that's not what everybody thinks confidence is. And I don't mean that what I mean, quiet confidence. What I'm talking about is imagine yourself being in a room full of people, being quiet, listening, observing, but being perfectly content the whole time. You're not seeing yourself as weaker. You're not seeing yourself as less than or that you're not good enough or you need to change somehow. You need to be like someone else. And that sense of just being really sure of yourself, really content and at ease with your own way of being is what I like to call quiet confidence. And I didn't always have that. And actually, over the years, I've become more of an introvert uh, as I've aged, which is kind of funny, uh, being known as someone who talks all about introvert stuff. Um, When I was younger, I was more extroverted. I was more outgoing. I felt more like I wanted to be the leader of the group. I wanted to make the plans and tell everyone, let's do this or here's my idea. And as you age, maybe it had to do with becoming a mother, just changing priorities, becoming more mature, shifting, not needing to be in the spotlight and actually craving more alone time now than I ever have before. I'm okay with a quiet confidence my sense of confidence doesn't need to look bold and outgoing the way that it maybe used to for me earlier on. So I don't know if you can relate to that of changes in your introvertedness or your extrovertedness over over time and how your sense of confidence can change. I want to ask if you have ever had this experience. 
Imagine that you are at a conference or in a meeting or something like that. Maybe it's an event where the speaker on the stage says, and like they ask a question and they say, does anyone want to share about X or does anyone want to share their story? You feel like there's something inside you that's like, ooh, I have something to say here. Yes, like I feel exactly that way or I know what you're talking about or I could contribute to this conversation. But it's like you're sitting on your hands. You cannot put your hand up. There is something paralyzing you from actually speaking out loud, from contributing. You can't find your voice. And then the speaker on the stage asks someone else, you know, someone else puts their hand up first and then the moment has passed and then the event keeps going. And then you sit there and you think, ah, why couldn't I do it? Why couldn't I get my hand up there? Why couldn't I open my mouth and share? You are not alone if you've experienced that. I understand the frustration of it. Sometimes if you are someone who has more of a deep inner world, like you have a lot going on inside your head, you like to think things through, you like to write and express yourself and take time to kind of work through things. It can be very difficult sometimes to get that into the outside world. And it's like the translation. There's a block between the things that you have inside and, the, and putting it out in the world. And there's maybe lots of reasons for why that block is there for you. It could be confidence. It could be security or not feeling safe. It might be fear. It could be lots of things. And what does this have to do with this sense of quiet confidence? What I mean is... In situations like that, ask yourself, why did I want to share? Did I feel like I really wanted to or did I feel like I had to? Over time and as we enter professional settings, so business, entrepreneurship, corporate careers, you know, side jobs, whatever it is that your career, your professional life looks like for you, it can feel like we are playing in a different arena than we did when we were younger. And confidence takes on a new meaning in those arenas. So in a professional sense, you might think that in general, it is a place where everyone seems smart, everyone seems accomplished, things are often moving fast at the pace of business or the pace of organizations. And it can be, it can require a different sense of confidence to handle that pace and that situation and that type of, that type of situation more than, say, example, confidence in high school or something like that. So I want to share two things or two questions that might help you build your quiet confidence and help you reframe situations so that you can feel more confident in them. And and I'm going to talk about professional situations because that is sort of my go-to and what I love talking about. Number one, asking yourself why and what you're expecting of yourself. So here's what I mean. For example, at that conference, at that conference when the person from from the stage said, does anyone want to share? Does anyone have an idea about whatever it was? I want you to ask yourself, in that situation, did you really want to share something? Was it the sort of like internal desire to contribute? Or did you think that you had to because that's what's expected in certain settings. And the conference might not resonate with you, but think then about a meeting. 
say, a meeting if you're in a nine-to-five job or in a corporate setting. Everyone's going around the room. Everyone's, maybe it's a brainstorming session or something like that for a project. And everyone is speaking up. Everyone's throwing out ideas. And you're sitting there like, I don't know what to say right now. I need more time to think. And, oh, no, I'm not contributing. So I want you to step back and ask, why? Am I sharing because I really want to or because I feel like I have to? Because that's what I'm expected to do. I need to perform a certain way in these settings. So if that happens, and when you ask yourself that question, you can reframe your mind about what you're expecting of yourself. And that is one way to take some pressure off and actually build your confidence. So for example, if I didn't talk today in that brainstorming session, if I didn't throw out an idea, do I have an opportunity to do it later? Could I follow up in writing after the session is over? Could I go talk to the leader of the group after to share an idea in a different way? That might be a possibility for you. And that helps you take off the pressure that you needed to perform a certain way in the moment. I like to question, are you doing it because you want to? Are you doing it because you feel like you have to or because you think that's what contributing looks like? So that's number one, asking yourself why. And number two is, and this is uh, pr- particular for entrepreneurs, this actually might, might land with you if you have a business, especially if you are the face of your business and if you're online and you need to talk about it all the time. Number two is you don't have to share everything and you don't have to share it all right this minute. So I'll break that down of what I'm talking about. We think that in order to contribute, in order like to the online space, to the business space, to a network, maybe on a networking call for entrepreneurs, that you need to be right in there in order to be seen as a valuable member of that group or of that meeting, even just being online, contributing through your promotion of your business, through what you're posting in your content. I want to help you take some of the pressure off yourself and say, you don't have to share everything and you don't have to share all of it right now. So there's a couple of things at play here that I wanted to break down even further. One is not having to share everything. So that I mean, you don't have to show your entire life online. Some topics can be off limits. I know there's a lot of information online almost like the standard of what the really successful entrepreneurs do. They show all parts of their life. They're showing behind the scenes in their house, where they're going, what they're eating, what their families are doing, where they're traveling, what kind of car they have and all the things. And that's fantastic if it works for you and if you don't mind sharing all that stuff. But that can be a barrier for others, maybe quieter people or more more private people who don't want to put their whole life online and think that is stopping me from actually having a successful business because I'm not contributing. I don't feel confident that what I'm putting out is as good as what other people are doing. I challenge you to re-examine that and to say, I don't have to share everything in order to have a business, in order to have a presence online, in order to have uh, value online deciding what topics you are going to share about and decide which topics are off limits for you. That can be really powerful because it does two things. It helps make your decision making easier when you're deciding what to talk about or what content to put out. And 
the other thing is it helps grow your confidence because you feel more comfortable sharing about the things you actually want to share about. And the things that give you pause, the things that you don't feel comfortable sharing about, they're off the table so you don't have to worry about it anymore. And it helps you show up sharing about the things you do want to with more confidence. Also, a reminder for business owners that it's okay, if not good, to talk about the same things over and over again. The other thing too about not having to share everything and it relates to the first one too, asking yourself, why am I doing this because I want to or because I think I have to? We think sometimes, perhaps in the, in the online space, that you need to be profound in every single piece of content that you put out, that you need to be um, giving expert advice, that it needs to be the most amazing inspirational quote, that you need to be able to help someone from A to B through one piece of content and while all of those things are good goals to strive for, and I say this not as like a content expert by any means, but the message I want you to hear is it's okay to be ordinary. <laughs> it's okay to be just regular. It's okay to be relatable. It's okay to say something that is simple. Not everything that you put out needs to be profound. You never know what will land with someone and you never know what might help someone. You never know what message they need to hear. The other thing related to this number two, you don't have to share everything and you don't have to share it all right this minute. Right this minute, there's a lot of pressure for pace. There's a lot of pressure in corporate environments and online and in business that you need to keep the pace. And Yes, there is part of that that is true. Obviously, some businesses move really fast and there are deadlines and there's timelines. There's opportunities that you need to be aware of. But if you're running your own business or you have a certain project you're working on in your job that does not have the urgency, this is a reminder that huh, you can take a deep breath and you can decide a pace that works for you. So especially with things like entrepreneurship online, how often you're posting things, the pace that you're responding, all of those things are up to you. And if you're rushing and if you're doing it because you think you should, then you're going to burn out more quickly. So it's just a reminder that you can go at a different pace and you don't have to do that just because everyone else is. Just to recap here, I know that finding your voice can be tricky and feeling confident doesn't always come naturally. So I hope that introducing the idea of what quiet confidence is, at least in my definition, I hope that that helps you in some way. Quiet confidence to me would be sitting through a meeting, going to a networking event, being at a conference, being in an online call and being perfectly content, not saying a word the whole time. And still knowing that I had value, that it was good for me to be there, that my presence helped others, even if I didn't say anything, because you never know what can happen as a result. Maybe you will connect with someone later. Maybe you'll have an idea that came up because you were listening that you were able to follow up on later. And you didn't sit there through that whole meeting or that whole call thinking, I should be saying something. To me, that is a lot more valuable to actually feel calm and feel at ease and be able to take in the environment than it is to sit there worrying about what you should be saying or if people are looking at you and what if I'm not contributing. That's not going to make you feel very good and it's certainly not going to make you want to go to another one. 
So that sense of calm, that sense of ease, that quiet confidence that, yeah, it's good that I'm here. I didn't say much and I'm perfectly content with that. Think about how that might look in your life. Can you find more quiet confidence somewhere in a setting that you engage with every day or in your in your week at work or in your business? So thank you so much for listening, for sticking with me as we're talking about topics that might be different than what you've heard on other podcasts. And I really appreciate you listening and being part of this quiet community of hearing a different perspective of supporting me and supporting this mission that I'm on to help quiet and introverted women step into leadership. So whether that means in their life, in their business, in their careers, whatever it means for you, I want more quiet and introverted women to feel confident, to feel that sense of ease and be proud of themselves and know that they're making a difference. They can share a message. They can find their voice without being loud. So thank you so much for listening. If you had any takeaways or aha moments, I would love to hear about them. You can find me on Instagram at Lee Quietly. Make sure you tag me if you have something to share. Thank you and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Lead Quietly podcast. I hope something in this episode resonated with you and you took something away that will help you tap into your inner leader. Take some time to process and you'll know when it's time to take action towards your big goals. You can find me on Instagram at Lead Quietly and in my free Facebook group called the Quiet Leader Community. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.